You are listening to Football and Fluff and Other Stuff. Where we talk a lot of football, a lot of sports, and a little bit of fluff. Word play of the day. It's time for the cover three question. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. This is Football and Fluff. This podcast is a venue where we discuss sports and it's fluff. We're your co-host, I'm Hank. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. Word play of the day brought to you by Fluff. Word play of the day. Hash mark. The short lines that measure the field in one yard intervals between the yard lines. Before every play, the ball is spotted between the hash marks or on the hash marks depending on where the ball carrier was tackled on the preceding play. Hash marks run the length of the field and are located 70 feet and 9 inches from each sideline. Hash marks. Wordplay of the day. Football and Fluff family, welcome to the show. Coach Lowood, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Coach. Just decided to be on the show and ready to rock and roll with you. It's an honor. That's, hey, why, I, like we were talking uh, off mic, and really appreciate and feel honored that you took are taking the time out to be on the show. Um, I was just talking with you, and I'll let the family know. I was going through my Instagram page. You came across my feed, and uh-huh. I was like, I I looked, and I was like, that's me out there coaching them guys. The energy that she was giving those guys. You had those guys ready to run through a brick wall. What even the game? <laughs> right. So. Yeah. You know, that was the mindset back in the day when you were old school. It's like the the coach when the coach said, move, you move. Now the kids kind of got like a voice. When the coach says something, they want to say something back. So I figure uh, let's bring that back. And then that, I'm very old school. And I try to have a buy-in before we even start. I do a buy-in so they understand uh, what – how the day going to go versus just talking to them. I bring with energy right from the start. So they be ready right out the gate. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So coach, uh, and that's very, it was very noticeable too. And then I'm sure um, others would agree if they see, if they see the video clip that I saw and for the person who was recording, I, if it were me, I probably would have dropped the phone and jumped in the, in the mix. Cause you had them, you had the energy level right where it should be on the football field. So. He says, the coach, you made me about to get in. Every time I go to camp, the coaches say the same thing. Yes. Man, you you about to get me to go put my helmet back on. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, coach, yeah. let the family yeah. know uh, where you're from and, and, and your football background. What got you interested in, in in what you do? Tell us about tell us a little bit about Coach Wood. Well, I, my purpose and destiny, uh, I knew it when I was 18 years old when I was a faster hurtler in Apopka, Florida, a little city called Apopka, home of the Warren Sap. And that little town right there, I knew uh, what my purpose was because when I won the regional championship, I beat the faster hurtlers in the state. Not no one thought I could do it because I wasn't fair. They're very technically sound. And they asked me what I want to be when I grow up. 
And I said, I want to be a businessman and a coach. <laughs> so, so I already knew my plan, but even though I pursued to go to college, I had an opportunity to plan for Miami Hurricanes or West Point, but I went a different path. I had him going to Northeastern Oklahoma and them on a football scholarship. And I ended up getting hurt my first year. And I was like, well, I don't know if that was the path. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, that, but I think that set me to the direction that I am now. Um, and what I said, I was going to be about 18 years old. As instant I came home, I became a coach of youth football. I did youth football about 10 years, mm-hmm. 10 plus years. And I won the first national pot one championship of Central Florida at a junior major level. And the second national championship uh, as a head coach in the history of Central Florida at that time. And then I created and started co-founder of Track Club called Florida Elite Track Club. Mm-hmm. We had over 80 kids from the age of seven all the way to 18. And we brought home over 50 gold medals and broke almost 20 records and had a um, couple of Olympians out of the group. So that was my background. And I decided, me and my partner, Aaron Jones, uh, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers first mm-hmm. round draft pick, said, hey, let's put this thing together and let's give everybody a chance to train and work to get better around Central Florida instead of just the local community and the, or uh, the urban community. So mm-hmm. we branched out for the whole Central Florida, created a company called Excel Speed Training. Mm-hmm. Uh, our slogan is Burn, Baby Burn with a clap. And, and that there has been carrying on now for 22 years. And with over 1,000 athletes in a Division One football and 289 college degrees so far enrolling, awesome. and 12 NFL, eight uh, still playing, and four first rounders, and and a college pro Hall of Famer. So um, the the back the, the record and the credibility of what we do is work because we put passion before the money. Mm-hmm. How does a, a a youth football player? Um, find you or or are they recommended or are they sent you go seek out the players? How, how do they find your business? Well, because of the fact that we do a lot of things from word of mouth and when you've been doing it for 22 years successfully exactly. and you did a different part of Central Florida, word of mouth has been the answer. I mean, you found me on Instagram, but we're training anywhere from six to seven to 100 kids per week right now. Wow. And yeah, and, and a lot of kids are returned. They start when they were seven, they go all the way through. We just had an interview with Caven Call, four-star defensive line from Apopka, Florida, committed to UCF, had over 20 offers. He committed over UCF to UCF over Georgia. Mm-hmm. Well, he been there since he was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Normally don't stop. So we get the same kids they, as they roll through. And then once they go to college, they come when they come. But mm-hmm. but other than that, there they normally stay with us, and they have big brothers. They bring the little brothers, and mm-hmm. or they have kids, and bring their sons. So mm-hmm. it's almost just like a feeder program for training. Nice, indeed, indeed. Um, I I I particularly like your style and how you uh, come across athletes that you train. Mm-hmm. And but what I didn't know, I did not know that your your background was track and field. Um, yes. And we we've had different track and field uh, athletes on the show as well. We had actually Lauren Williams. She went to uh, University of Miami, a sprinter. Yeah. One hundred meters. Yeah. Lauren Williams, yeah. Olympic opportunities stuff. That yeah, yeah. My field. Uh, I love track more than I love football because um, track was the only sport. It was an individual sport, mm-hmm. and it gave me a chance to be the best. You know, just on my own. And I had a uh, point to prove. I wasn't the fastest, but I was very technically sound mm-hmm. and. By my training now, it's so routine. 
because hurdlers is a routine. One, yeah. two, three, and go. Yeah. Step to finish, tack the hurdle, technique, technique. So you see my training is all built from hurdles. Mm-hmm. That's why, and I know you got to be taking the sound because if you're not taking the sound of hurdle, you can hurt yourself real bad. That's right. So, so, so track was my first love and, and I just really enjoyed it. And um, it gave a chance for me to train kids how to run. And it gave the basic fundamentals of running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was my thing now. And so I just ended up playing football, too. But track was my world. Exactly. I want to ask you a question. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to the to the youth and the training of the athletes. But I don't know if you had a chance to watch uh, the world championships and see the women's 110-meter hurdles. Yes, and, and the yeah. young the young lady from Africa set the world record. Yes, and then she came back and ran a faster time, but it was win aided. But yes, in, well, in, yeah. in your in your opinion, I know some 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 have come out and said, "Oh, the uh, clocking system was uh, not right at the World Championships because there were so many personal bests and things right. like that." I happen right. to feel like that the training is now catching up with the event. And I mm-hmm. think that folks are are being technically more technically sound, like you said, and being and doing these advanced training techniques where they can run these times. What's your opinion on that, Coach? Well, I think uh, well the reason why people are going to come out and make that comment by the time being faster is because of the the Shakira Richardson thing. The, she kind of create brought open the okay, you can't run that fast. Let's watch it. What's going on? Then when she came out with the situation, I think that put a damper and a, and a black eye over track and field. Mm-hmm. So people think like, well, how can we bring track and field back? Track and field is a glorious sport. Who's the fastest man in the world? The fastest woman in the world? Mm-hmm. Usain Bolt did some amazing thing, and he came out clean as a whistle. Mm-hmm. So people like, wow, you know, that was a great deal. Bolt changed the world you know, when he did what he did, correct? When you agree? That's correct. I agree. All of a sudden, everything Bolt did was almost tainted just because of the Shakira Richardson situation. That's right. I didn't, yeah. So, so they said, like, how can we bring that back to life? Track and field, the Olympics, where we win the most goals in at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. How can we bring it back? Let's do something special. Let's break some records. Let's play with the clock. That's people's mindset. Uh-huh. But that's the mindset. We got to bring this back, you know. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a referee. Um, a coach yell at a referee and he said, okay, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw a flag on you. Just get you right. So, but then all of a sudden the referee realized he was wrong. Now he threw a flag on the other team to make it up. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the mindset that this, this society have. It's a negative mindset. Mm-hmm. I truly sort of believe it's training. Back in, in what happened there, if you look at a lot of TikTok and a lot of video, you start to notice him athletes running up hills. Mm-hmm. That's right. Highway, mm-hmm. CrossFit, power training, back medicine ball training, explosive training, mm-hmm. quick twist training. Look at the videos now. They got the the machine that tie you down where you're jumping up and snatching the body back down. Mm-hmm. So people have went back to the old school. We have adapted the new school situation. But what I'm noticing, kids, people are going back to old school with a little new school. So if I take old school basic fundamental training, mm-hmm. throw the new school twitch in there, put it together, mm-hmm. guess what? Now I'm there. Yes. Now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a different person because now I'm attacking muscles that I didn't attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm flexible now. 
we're eating better now. Hey, mm-hmm. we got meal prep now. Oh, see, back then they fed you, but you go home, it's McDonald's. <laughs> That's right. But now you go home and people meal prepping for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, them buy some chips or snacks. You ain't even going to the grocery store no more. Mm-hmm. I, my, my mom meal prep. So I only go, I go to the grocery store, I buy juice and fruits, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. So now I got a healthy based meal. So, so I'm eating better, nutrition wise, I'm eating better. I'm 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 working harder. And I'm, I'm going back to the old school type grind and training. And I'm taking care, I'm respecting my body more. Take care of your body. Yes, indeed. Great, great, great points. Great points. Tell us again the name of the training academy that you have. I'm I got Excel Speed Fitness Training. Excel Speed Fitness Training. Okay. Excelspeed.com is our website. You know, our training was built off Excel, the word Excel. How can we have the youth excel in life, mm-hmm. excel on the field, excel in the corporate world, excel at their job? We constantly want to build that name, Excel, Excel, Excel in their head. And then, you know, they're like, okay, I got to excel. I got to excel. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Excel came. The speed came in because we were speed trainers. Exactly. You know, this training, I know you got training, the word training, that's what you got to do to get better. We do fitness. Uh, but we don't get too much in the the nutrition all the way because mm-hmm. dealing with kids, when you start taking away food, you got to be careful. Got to be careful with that because you know what happened? They start thinking, I can't eat, I can't this. My daughter is an All-American volleyball player in high school. Mm-hmm. She just graduated. She just signed a scholarship. She's right now at University of North Carolina Greensboro on the full right. scholarship. And she went up there a little, and she's real big, strong. Mm-hmm. And looked at her and like, hmm. You might want to. Mm-hmm. The reason why I didn't push that so hard with her is because she did good. She worked hard. She hit that ball. She's all American. I didn't want to already be in her head. So she go to college, she loses it. So now she, mm-hmm. she already there. She, they paid for it. So they got the player. She mm-hmm. got to work a little bit. There won't be so much stress. Gotcha. So we try not to stress the kids out too much. And they're young when it comes down to eating uh, habits so they can understand they still can enjoy. Mm-hmm. A training. Now we get a college and NFL and Olympic. Now you got to change the game. You want to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so um, I'm very familiar with the Apopka area, actually. Uh, and uh, I lived in the Orlando area for a time. And but originally I'm from Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I know that a couple of guys that I went to college with, we decided we were going to be Hurricane fans after we played them in college and we saw the type of athletes that they were. And so after coaching in the Kissimmee youth league, I found that the athlete was, I I don't know what it is about the Florida athlete, but now I think I'm starting to understand because not only did they play football, but in the off season, they were doing, they were running track and doing, doing uh, sprint training and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Whereas okay. us in the north, it's wintertime. Right. Football season. So, you know, we could, we played basketball maybe, but we never got outside on the grass and did anything. Whereas right. down here in Florida, they just they kept on outside in the element doing that, that type of training. And then there's guys like you, where we didn't have anything like that in Ohio of mm. someone training a youth athlete to be a better athlete. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So so tell us how does your season go right now? The kids are getting ready to go back to school. Do you continue to train after the season starts? 
But what's separate, what's great about Excel Speed Fitness Training, what we do is we, our company is Excel Speed and Fitness Training, training for all sports. Okay. Okay. Right. You know, if you look at our video, you might see this on the video clip or you watch it carefully. There's a soccer player in there. There's track girls in there, track boys in there. There's a cross, baseball, softball. You got to look very careful. You'll see them with different hats on. Mm-hmm. You'll see girls with a little top and a little tight bottom. That means they track runners. Mm-hmm. So we do a mixture, and that's what separates us a lot also because we year-round. Nice. Yeah, we year-round, so we get a chance to train. So, like, right now, next week, football start August the 1st. Mm-hmm. We'll lose guys and but we have girls i got my girls track i have baseball and lacrosse and soccer that'll keep on going be a smaller group mm-hmm. kind of both that we train is football mm-hmm. and what help us out too because like today is a thunderstorm at seven o'clock right but we we trained at five and six it were perfect but even if and, but even if it's rain if it just rain we still train we don't call it rain we call it gatorade <laughs> all right all right yeah so, so. <laughs> that, that like, florida is different because we still train in the rain they still run track in the rain they do seven seven in the rain they run heels in the rain so we so that's also another thing but we go year round and and then sometimes like uh we're gonna do a basketball popka high school basketball team mm-hmm. we'll come in, train them in the gym and we're doing the basketball see we'll go we go train teams we'll yeah. take our we train football team, baseball team, softball team. We also um, do that too, do team training. Nice, nice. So with that being said, with the different sports genres that you train in, what are some of the, and I, I don't want you to give any trade seekers away, but I got to ask you, when you train a football guy or girl nowadays, baseball track, is there a particular exercise or exercises that go across the board that would help that athlete or those athletes? Well, our training is what's, and I think that's why we're able to have all our athletes train at the same time. We built a system that designed for all sports, one system all the way through. And we try to, and we show them how it applies to their sport. Mm-hmm. So this is, I had five football players and they say five different positions. I'm going to do a drill that applies to every last one of their position. Gotcha. If I got fat kids in there, I'm going to show them how that drill applies to track or to soccer. I had a soccer player with the football boys today, and we're doing a real quick drill around some cones. I said, when you come out of this drill, I want you to take off and act like you're going to kick the ball down. Mm-hmm. I said, he said, why you say that? Cool? I said, because you have to do a lot of footwork and shake and bake around that guy. You might He might take the ball from you, then you got to be able to shoot around him, get the ball, and kick it back down. He's like, I get it. He, I say, he said, that's going to make me a beast. <laughs> that's right. And that was a soccer player. So our training is the same. You know, we call it a custard crab. You ever heard, seen the show uh, SpongeBob? Yes. Yeah, it, yeah, it called it a custard crab, you know, <laughs> where he, everybody want that secret. The mm-hmm. reason why we don't mind putting it out there for everybody to see in video, mm-hmm. because it's a system that we know mm-hmm. and then for us what's really separated is, is you can't be me mm-hmm. can't be Aaron you can't be Chaz right. see been doing 22 years you know you, you can't be us because we do passion uh-huh. before the money mm-hmm. and more people do training money 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 we do passion mm-hmm. we 
everything we got. We come home, we tired just like them. We sweat, tears, you know, we gone. We might run the whole mile with them. Mm-hmm. You know, we are, we'll do, I do, I got a video, I'm gonna post up here later. You will see me doing a drill example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing a drill. I showed that example. I'm 51 years old, 270 pounds. And I went through the ladder. The kid looked at me and said, Wow. <laughs> and I, I was doing a drill. And the kid said, We got to do it backwards too. So, that so I was, that is geared for every sport. So we don't separate nothing. Here's what separate our athletes when we train them. The first thing that separates them is the mindset. Mm-hmm. The mindset of a track run might be different than the mindset of a football player. Mm-hmm. The commitment level, very, very got to be committed. Why? Football bring more money than track. When all said and done, and they get a full scholarship, track might get a partial. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice. Track, you run. Football, you run and you hit. Mm-hmm. You got to know how to be willing to sacrifice. And, and the last thing we tell them, if you don't have passion for what you're doing, this train is not going to work for you. That's right. That's right. So them the four things that we focus in on our athletes. So same training. we have, But it might be a different mindset based on the sport mm-hmm. that they play. Got it. Got it. Got it. And then I heard you say earlier, that your um, athletes can range from how 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 young are they? Seven years old. Seven years old, all the way to the professional level, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. To professional. Yeah, um, this year was um, the first year. It's actually the first year we didn't train in a professional this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did train a lot of guys that like Madam Alana for the Buffalo Bills and mm-hmm. Carl and Carl Joseph. First round draft pick guys. We train them during there was that Green Bay. We train them during that season. Then eventually, you know, they get to another point where, you know, the ground is different because right. they're hitting men. So my training don't slow down for nobody. We're eighteen wheeler with no brakes. Yes, they they in the fail, so they got to have a different mm-hmm. process. And I I don't have a social club, so you know, you come here. I'm going to do what I did to get you to college. I ain't going to go backwards. So yeah, I know they, that's right. <laughs> so they can't come to me. So they won't come to me too much. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the hangout. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, tell us, uh, tell the football and fluff family where we can find you uh, on social media. Yeah, well, they gave me the name called Coach Low for Life. Uh-huh. Uh, IG, Coach Low for Life. Coach L-O, the number four in, in life. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm IG. Um, my name Lowood. You can Google me, and everything gonna pop up. Right on Google Lowood, and my my website excelspeed.com, mm-hmm. excelspeed.com has all my social media um right there. Okay. You go on, and 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 when I say with the Google, because you know my son is Lowood Junior. Played at Notre Dame, so a lot of so you'll get to see a lot of things pop up with my name tied into him and other guys like gotcha. that. Gotcha, gotcha. So for the parents who are listening, uh, when when their son or daughter reaches the age of seven, is that a recommended time for start for training or should they be training up until that point? You know, uh, I, I, I got this thing that called kids need to be a kid. Let them have fun. Let them play. Let them go. I've been doing this for 30 years. But I've been doing training for 22. Let me tell you, I know the difference from a six-year-old and a five-year-old and a seven. And it's amazing because what I did was I went to classes of a daycare. Mm-hmm. So I went into classes. So how daycare work? Because I knew if I'm going to deal with kids, I need to know how it works, how they think, 
So I went to a class, you know, just in daycare. Like when somebody wanted to be a daycare owner or work in daycare, they got to go to class. I deal with kids. So I went to a class just to learn how to deal with the kids and to know their attention span. In my 22 years, I only had two kids at six years old that can train and do well. Mm-hmm. Two kids, 22 years old. 22. But when at seven years old, I don't know what happened, but it clicked. Mm-hmm. So I so seven years old, they can get it done at seven. I recommend seven because they can work on a basic fundamental and they motor skills. Mm-hmm. Because by eight, nine, ten, they're starting to play a part one of football or club sports or a competitive sport. With us, that seven year old gonna teach them the basic fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what we that's our system. Our system have a section where all we do is break down, break down the training, break down the fundamentals. And then when they take that to their sport, they won't be so much out of place. Right. Like you take a seven year old for the first time to a soccer practice and he running all wild and crazy and you know, they're like, the people instantly prejudge. Mm-hmm. But if he came out there running with a form and technique shooting down that field, I start to hear hockey. You know, technique, technique, technique. And they were like, wow, he looks good. He might be the slowest guy out there, but he looked good. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's the day. I, I always, uh, I've always been a stickler being a football coach myself and, and a player as well about technique. I think it's, if I, I once coached a youth team out in Colorado, I told the, 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 the parents, I said, we may not win a game. But, by the time, but when this season is over, your son will know how to play football. Correct. We we're talking about that today at training. How, like I told all the kids, I say, and I put, and I'm with. We 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 take we we so in detail. I don't care if I got twenty kids, thirty kids, and two or three of us. I'm so, so in detail. We know, mm-hmm. and I broke down every kid. Mm-hmm. It's right. You changed this. You did. This. I mean, I'm breaking down, breaking down, breaking down, breaking down, and they were like. Coach, how you know all that? I say, I just watch you. Y'all think, we all, y'all, how many times I tell you to do it again, do it again, do it again? I say, the more I tell you to do it over and hold you accountable, That's and right. bitch, you're going to get it right. That's right. Because <laughs> you're going to be tired of Coach Lord tell you to do it again in front of everybody. You don't like that, dude. No. And now they go from not doing it right to not only doing it right to now being the front line, being the line leader. That's right. That's Why? Because right. they're confident. That's right. That's right. The, I, I once heard uh, the great Garrison Hurst. He told me, he said, I had some great coaches in, in my time. He said, because it's not what you teach is what you emphasize. I thought mm. that was profound. Yeah, Garrison, yeah. Garrison Hurst told me that. Well, oh, coach, yeah. coach, we really appreciate you coming by and sharing um, your, your expertise, your energy with the, with the <laughs> football and fluff family. We most certainly want to have you back on the show if if yeah. that's if that's possible. Anytime. Uh, so we thank you for coming by. So is there? I'll ask you. I'll ask you. I'm gonna ask you anyway. I ask you anyway. Give us one training technique that we sh- can do with our seven year olds right now to get them ready to come see you. Agility ladders. Really. Agility ladder. Okay, the ladders you put on the on the grass and the grass put on the grass, and tell them to go through them and then tell them every time they go through, put in the kid head one two one two one two 
one, two. That's it. All you got to do is go, go sideways, one, two, one, two, one, two. And then go to the left, one, two, one, two, one, two. Why? Because they're working on their coordination. Right? Right. Agility. And mental. Why? Because what the first two numbers you learn in the elementary? One, two. One, two. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Football family, Coach Lowood. Thank you, sir. Burn, baby, burn. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of Football and Fluff. Follow us on Instagram at Football and Fluff. Send us an email at footballandfluff at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you would like to discuss. See y'all next week.